I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brain Show. It's Friday! Oh, it's kind of a scary day today. Mandalorian Season 2 is out today. Halloween is tomorrow. And Miss Ice is back. It is indeed a very scary day. Kind of like painting. Painting is scary. Snow is not. Is Star Trek Discovery scary? I know Adam Sandler is. Maybe we should only kind of just talk about what's scary today. Let's go with that. Hello, my witches and warlocks. It's your ghoulish DJ Aurora. I hope you're ready for tomorrow night and all their spooky things that frighten you. I know I am. Let's rock it. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. Oh, indeed. I watched that movie, by the way. Oh, Hubie? Yeah, Hubie Halloween. We're going to talk about that. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be real nice. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here on the Real Brian Show. It's Friday. We talk about that. It's Friday. It's very nice that it's Friday. We like Fridays here. Mantastic Friday, unless somebody like Miss Ice joins us, in which case then it's what? Womantastic? Would that be? Woman. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. She broke my heart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Married an Axe Murderer, of, by the way. By the way. Nice. How are you, Captain? I have influence. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Uh, I, I'm all right. Um, oh, no. Do, do we have a guest this week? And I'm... Say oh. your name. Wait. I mean, Miss Ice. <laughs> State your name here. Thank you for joining That's us, Miss Ice. Hey, thanks for having me. That's actually After I not. bailed on you guys last week. Did you really just shave uh, your legs okay. for this? I did. This show? Yeah. I did. Or, or did you? I, I'm just, it's like, I, I shaved my legs and I clipped my fingernails wow. for this. Wow. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a couple hour process every night. Clipping my your nails? Clipping, right. Yeah. You every know, night? Me too. Except I yeah. do it like only once in a while. I just clipped them yesterday and these things are like, mm. okay. They're, they grow like nothing else. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I, I would say I'm Wolverine, except Wolverine had claws coming out of his knuckles. But you know, Lady Deathstrike, she had the fingernails, mm, and that's that's closer. I'm no lady, but my fingernails are kind of like that, so I have to cut them. I'm no lady, but I'm a Deathstrike. I that's like right. Oh that. yeah, I'm no lady, but I'm a <laughs> Deathstrike. Yes, nails. I understand that. It, it, it is a process, and for me, I actually have to file my nails down afterwards. Like otherwise, they're mm-hmm. super sharp, and they destroy things Snag on everything yeah and they cut people and they extract lots of blood no i'm not kidding yeah. this is really not a joke but every night no i only do it like once a week. i'm not talking to you i'm talking to miss vice <laughs> you wait you cut, you your, cut nails your nails every, every night? night i do i i just i hate it when they i'm not obsessed oh. i just hate it when I do a lot of typing. I don't know if yeah. you guys know this or not, yeah, but I like I, I do some writing and then I also do a lot of programming. Wait, you're an author. And I hate feeling my fingernails on the keyboard. So I keep yeah. I keep my nails very short and it usually requires clipping them every night. Otherwise okay. I can feel them. Like I can I understand like, that. 
Ugh. I really Ugh, don't understand. Gives you shivers, that. right? No, yeah. we all have our little things. That's an interesting one. That's the first one I've heard in that regard. But I actually, yeah. conversely, I like feeling my nails really click on the on the keys. Now, Ugh. granted, I don't I, I don't keep my nails long enough to really do that. But when sure. they are a little bit longer, I don't mind it. Yeah. We yeah. do need to talk about what scares us, and it sounds to me like nails that are Ooh. slightly long scare you, Miss Ice. Well, only on me. I mean, okay. I don't care about anybody else's fingernails. <laughs> what about the ones I that just, like they're so long they start curling? Does that scare oh, you? Oh, like in India, those, like those Indian gurus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that freaks most people out. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of weird. Mostly yeah. because I'm like, how do you put on your clothes, or <laughs> how do you not just break those? They must get so. Thick and strong, yeah. that they and dirty. Can't break. But dude, I, I bet. Okay, we can't talk about is, it. I bet can't talk about it is so easy for them because they can just wrap the floss no, 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 around no, no, their no. fingernails and. I'm like, not. I'm not listening. <laughs> they can use can't. their fingernails for floss. Oh my gosh! Yes. Can't. Oh yes. Well, and especially oh, if you kind of sharpen I'm them, like the Ferengi sharpen going their to teeth. Vomit. Or I gotta I, go. Klingons, Klingons sharpen their teeth, so it's kind of like sharp. Yeah. Oh. I I know people when we were in bands. I think she's going to hurl. So when, <laughs> when we were in bands, most of the guitarists that I knew would grow their like index fingernails out so that they could use them as picks. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. It was that. really funny, but it worked. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. yeah I, I guess it would. Now I, I like that idea, Brian. Let's, let's each of us reveal a fear to or, the or, audience. Yeah. Something that or, scares us. It can be kind of funny too. Yeah. Like <sighs> that kind of thing. But before we do that, hold on. We because we're all disgusted right now. Let's talk about what we're uh, putting in our bodies. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Mm. Yeah, Miss Ice, you go first. The blood of a targ. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that before. I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell tell us about the blood of a targ. <sighs> Spoil. Never mind. I'm just going to go to my second. Okay. What's your second? Okay, I guess drink? I'm d- drinking tea. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> not boring. as exciting as blood of a torg. But a targ, uh, not a torg. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Weren't you listening? Oh, sorry. Gosh. You're from Minnesota. That's right. A torg. Uh, don't you know? That's a torg, you, you know? catch on Good. to the accent. Torg. Good recovery. I like yeah. that. Good Go job. Ahead. I am drinking a Nilgiri tea. It's a black tea. Nilgiri. Is and that it's the- very fragrant, which is why I like it. Because Wait. it it smells really good, but it doesn't taste as strong as it smells. And you almost Fair. never get that in tea. Interesting. Can I clarify, though? Isn't Nigil- mm-hmm. Nilgiri the name of the snake in Harry Potter? <laughs> or is no. it Nagini? Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nagi- Nilgiri. However, it would have just made me love the tea even more. So, you know. <laughs> so what, where is this from? Where's, where's, what's Nilgiri mean? It is a, I think it's the base of a mountain in okay. Northern India. I knew it. Okay. I was going to say it sounded Indian, but yes. I wasn't yeah. sure. It's an Indian black tea. Oh, nice. I might be, I'm probably wrong about the specifics on that, but that's as much as I remember. So it's black tea, but it's more mild, you say, but not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bitter. It's, okay. it's got like a hint of a chestnut flavor, Ooh. which I was like, yeah, this came right in time for our Dang. snowstorm last week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't find it very str- like the flavors aren't overwhelming. And I mean, I don't drink a lot of things that are very flavorful. I think we've talked about this before. I don't like sugar. I don't like, I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like black, bitter coffee, yeah. black, bitter tea. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm aware of but that. But it does have a little bit of a chestnut flavor, which gives it just a little bit of a edge. So. I bet you like hoppy beer too, don't you? 
That would no. that would fit right in with what you're what you're serving up here, Miss mm. Ice. Uh, hoppy beer would be perfect for you. So. You guys were talking about that last week too. Weren't yeah. You? yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you like that? How I tied it in? Did you like? I yeah. loved it. I, I, I loved see it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like good right black now. teas. By the way, too. That's great. I'm I'm a huge fan yeah, too. Too. now the Guayusa. Guayusa. Which, it's not an actual tea. It's a. I honestly don't even know the background of it right now. Guayusa. But it's a, Guayusa. Is that made from bat? Guano, um, guano, yes. Guanusa, yeah. okay. Oh, you could do guano tea, though. That would be interesting. Oh, Steep. English, don't yeah. you love it? Some I know. Some people would. Bat guano, guano tea. tea, by the way. That would kind of be a little earthy That's a for thing me. somewhere. Yeah, I don't That's think definitely like that. a 2020 drink. Yeah. I'll tell you that uh, much. <laughs> you, yeah, you might as well just get bubonic plague while you're at it. I mean, right. You know. so, <laughs> Ebola Zaire, actually. But go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's the other one. You're right. <laughs> Ebola was bat guano. So Guayusa is really good too, but it's got a black tea flavor too. It's really, I mean, you have to look up the origin and stuff because I'm totally spacing it off the top of my head right now, but I do like some good black tea. So that's nice. All right, well, Captain, you, what you drinking? You guys are boring the hell out of me with your <laughs> drinks. I'm going back to my good old standby of apple beer Mosa again this okay. week. <laughs> Same, um, that, that's boring. It's the same thing. But okay, if you if you enjoy non alcoholic cool. apple beer mosa, non alcoholic apple beer mosa. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm just as lame as you are. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I was gonna say, <laughs> but you enjoy it. Oh, it's great. Oh, good beer. Beer and apple cider really complement each other, in my opinion. Nice. So whatever. Well, I think some week we have to come up with our each of our own scales for how we judge something. Is oh, exciting. yes. <laughs> And it'll be like, like we have totally to have, random. So, you know how we used to do, I don't know. Do you guys remember Bunsen burner? This was probably a fringe podcast thing actually, but we used to we do used it on to, arrow used, though. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. Okay. So like it had started, I don't know who started it. I think it might've been Jay and Jack of the Lost podcast, but anyway, don't quote me on that. Anyway, we used to also on arrow rate every episode based on something funny that happened in the episode. Or I, I give it eight out of 10 Oliver's brooding stairs. And <laughs> <laughs> so we need, we need to have like a scale of our lowest end of things that we hate. And so we can each use our own scale to rate things like, okay, your tea analysis was definitely a six out of 10 on my scale. There you go. Exactly. So you got to figure out what that is. Yeah, exactly. So, so like about it. six out of ten death strikes, or eight out of ten. Right. I'm no ladies. Right. We yeah. can. We can. Yeah. Shaved we can. Legs. Nails. We can even make it spontaneous. There's all <laughs> kinds of things. Yeah. How much I hate long nails. That was definitely ten out of ten. I hate long nails. Yeah. <laughs> 10, yeah. Out of ten on the nail scale. Yeah. yeah. The okay. nail scale. I like there it. It, is. it even rhymes. Okay, so you you mentioned cider, of course, and I made some homemade caramel apple cider this week. Actually, Ooh, really, Sarah and I both did, but yes, it was good. And I I was drinking it last night, but there was not enough left for me today. So instead, I'm doing a salted caramel pumpkin latte instead. Ah, uh, the really latte good. again. Yeah, I you know I I enjoy coffee, so got to have it. And I like in the You're- morning, it's all black, just like you, Emily. It's like black coffee mm. in the morning. <laughs> That's all I want. Black Black like my soul. Christmas is black like my life. It is just the way it is. And then like later in the day, once in a once in a while, I'll throw something sugary in there. But I'm trying not to drink too much sugar. Don't drink your calories, dude. Balance. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad as I say, not as I do. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) How how does that ever turn out anyway? (laughs) Sometimes it turns out. Yeah. In some 
form or fashion. Hey, really quick, you mentioned snow. How many feet did you guys get out there last week? It wasn't really even, I mean, it was a lot for October, yeah. but it wasn't a lot by Minnesota standards. The The biggest problem was just that none of the plows were ready. Oh. And so by the time I needed to leave my sister's house, which is like 45 minutes away from my house, it was just like, eh. Too late to it get on the show. Yeah, yep. it would just like it could almost be like a two hour trip home. And yeah. I was like, I don't know if I should try. It's so okay. it all worked out. It all worked yeah. out. We didn't yeah. need you at all. Uh, I know. We had, we had you guys Carl. did a fabulous job. Well, thank I, you. You know, as much as I am <laughs> bummed about missing that conversation, I'm so glad that the focus was just able to stay on him. And oh, yeah. the conversation you guys had after it was just perfect. So oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I will tell you that Carl did cry afterwards. <laughs> I had to edit that out. And I actually did spend some time counseling him after the show. And we ended up playing some Halo together, by the way, which was really fun, by the way, because, you know, Halo's all co-op and it's it's now on PC. And he and I have been playing some Halo and, and I counseled him through his grief that because you weren't there last week. Sure. Okay. <laughs> some of that we'll is, go with that. Some of that is true. Uh, we did mm-hmm. play Halo. That's true. And he Two was actually really, really sad that you weren't there. I texted him. I was like, oh, I don't even think I... Maybe I forgot to text this part, oh, but I, I, I really it. want to. I did text him, <laughs> but I wanted to say that we need to reschedule time for us both to be on totally. the show at the same time. So make that happen, Brian. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we'll do it. It'll be fun. No, but really, I'm I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're home. Okay. We got snow this week, too. It was actually nice. this last weekend. Uh, we got yeah, about a did. foot here, and the mountains got feet, depending on where it was in the mountains, but... Oh my gosh. We're hoping that it, we're really hoping that it puts out those two. So the two largest forest fires ever in Colorado are burning at the same time. And they both encroached in on Estes park and in basically like Northern Colorado. So Loveland, Fort Collins, Mm -hmm. all those towns. And let's see, one of the fires got about, what was it? 13 miles from our house, I think, but it had to come down over the mountain. Then it had to come over a reservoir and stuff like that. So like the chances of it getting into our, our town and our city and where we live is, was very slim, but the fire that exploded that kind of surprised everybody has been threatening Estes park. Yeah. And my parents have a, a place up there too. So we'd like to go up there and, and oh my gosh, but it's already burned some of Estes or some of Rocky mountain national park. In fact, a couple of the drives I like to go on up there gone. Wow. It's sad. Oh. So that in fact, so there's this one road that you just go through these beautiful groves of aspens. And usually in the summer, it's just like, it's almost like tropical grass everywhere. And oh, it's just one of the most beautiful areas. And that's completely wiped gone. So it's really sad. I mean, I, I hate, I hate that. And it's, what's weird is that this one fire grew from like 6,000 acres in like half a day to 150,000 acres. Yeah. I mean, that's Overnight. just insane to me. But the snow really, really helped. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. They said that they would have needed days and days of feet and feet of snow in order to put these fires. Wow, out. that's that crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Well, that's how hot they're burning. They're just, and they said oh. that fires can smolder underneath snow for, uh, what did they say? Uh, up to a thousand hours. And then oh, if the snow melts, goodness. it just reemerges. And then if it warms up and the wind starts up how again. How is that possible? It's I nuts. don't know. It's crazy. Well, good news, Brian, is that when you're an old man, and hopefully you become an old man, those forests will grow back, probably. Older presumably. than yeah. this. And okay. you can take <laughs> your you can take your dogs of those years um, yes. to see those drives, and it'll yeah. all be okay. I, I hope. You know, and that is kind of sad to me because I, I was thinking that forests take some time to grow back. The nice part about 
forest fires in general. This is a positive is that forests most of the time need fires in order to Mm -hmm. create more growth and new growth. So it's a good thing. I just hate that it threatens people and animals and property and stuff like that. Like that's sad. Yes, it does suck that people build their houses in amongst the forest. Uh, I know, but at this and and it's also sad that it destroys the beauty that we get to enjoy right now because it will be many, many, many years before those areas will be nice enough to go see again. Okay, so well, like Rocky Mountain I, National Park, you remember that alluvial fan that we climbed all the rocks on? Ms. Yeah. Ms. Remember that? And actually, this is what I think I was going to say, so keep going. Oh, funny. That was 1982 yep. or three or something like that. Okay. And what? I think is when that happened. You guys climbed alluvial fan in, 80, in the 80s? Yeah, we've known each other that long. Yeah, she wasn't even born yet, but we totally knew each other. So no, uh, no, that's when the alluvial fan happened. So the the rocks, the the river, what was it? The dam burst, blah, 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 right? Everything came crash. Wait, is there even a dam up there? I think oh, it was wait, just you're storm. talking about the the big the big flood in the in the- Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah, I thought that was the late 70s. No, no, no. This is the one for the... Okay, if anybody's been up there, you know what I'm talking about. It's called the alluvial fan, but there was a storm that rushed the river down and it brought all of the boulders down from the river and it created what is a you know geological thing called alluvial fan, which mm-hmm. decimated the countryside. It destroyed... Like all these huge boulders just wiped out all the trees. Hmm. And so it took... I mean, I don't even know. Like, I think the trees started regrowing. I don't know how many years after that, but... It is, I'm thinking like it was early to mid 2000s, like early 2000s, 2005, somewhere in there where those trees were pretty young still. And it is only been within the last couple of years that it actually looks like nothing happened now. So here we are 2020. So it's been how many years did that take? 30 something years. Math is hard. (laughs) I know, right? I so don't know. 30 something years to regrow to a point where it doesn't look like it was demolished. And so that's what I mean. Like it could be 30 yeah. something years and that's sad, yeah. but yeah. the firefighters are amazing. The sheriff for our County is holy crap. He's awesome. He's keeping everybody like very apprised. So there are some really cool people involved with this. Good. It's good. So we're, we're hoping for the best, but anyway, so snow is good. I'm glad you got snow. We like snow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm glad I haven't got that much snow. If I had gotten a foot last week, Brian, I'd be in trouble because I still haven't figured out how to use my giant snowblower that they mm. left me at this house. Oh, they left me this huge snowblower, which is awesome. Yeah, but I got to learn how to use it before we had a big snow, and mm-hmm. I'm a procrastinator. Well, yeah, I spent uh, an hour and a half shoveling my Ooh. sister's driveway, and I like it because it's a workout. Like it, mm. it took the place of my workout that night, but wow, that snow, it came down thick and heavy and fast. Wet. Yeah. And w- yeah, so it was, it was rough yeah. going, but yeah, it's, it's not even all melted yet. I think we got like, it snowed almost every day this week, not in like a cumulative fashion, but just to the point where you're legit seeing like white stuff come down all day long. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, it's been so a beautiful. long time. I don't know if I've ever in my, 33 years have seen snow this early in the year hmm. and this volume. Interesting. This really? Interesting. I know. You just told us all how old you are. That's, that's like that's so commendable. I, most women wow. never do that. I know. Ah. What's the shame? <laughs> I already knew. Know, right. But yeah, that's take so away this shame culture, right? I agree. Ages. Age is a virtue. I, I, I have earned every single one of those years. Dang right. Guys. And you know what else? You can't control hmm. it. 
All you got to yeah. do is love it and live it. That's Wait right. a sec. That's right. Yeah. I can't control my age. Well, what about all the plastic surgery? I've been well, doing? Don't, oh, well, I was going to say, I guess you can tell people about that, but just don't tell them about my little scientific okay. discovery that I told you about. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep that. That's for uh, another time after I patented it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm surprised because we've had snows early. Well, we've had snow, heavy snows in September before here, yep. like feet. In fact, I remember we had a, was it September? I don't know. I remember having three feet early in the while. early in the year once. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. we've definitely gotten like snow, but then it like melts immediately. You go back to fall and oh, yeah. it is just stuck around this week. Yeah. So it's just different. Maybe you should yeah. melt that heart of yours and it'll melt faster. I don't know. Just, just ice. You know what, guys? Didn't you just talk about bullying <laughs> oh, last I'm sorry. week? We did, didn't we? <laughs> I'm sorry. I love sorry. you. I respect this you. This hurts, guys. You're, this hurts. you're a wonderful person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have a warm heart. Hey, what scares you besides long fingernails? <clears throat> nothing. Oh. I'm scared of nothing. Okay. Except for all the other things. And long fingernails. I'm scared of and nothing except of all the other things. I, it's really hard to think of these kinds of things on the fly because I, I know that I'm scared of everything. You're not. You're, what, what you're seriously I'm, you're scared, I'm scared of, of I'm scared of social interaction. I'm yeah, scared of that. I'm scared of large crowds and okay. especially large crowds that I can't easily get out of. Like yeah. the state fair or Dragon Con. <laughs> 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 but that was really fun though. <laughs> It was really fun, and I, and it it really really helps when you have the people with you who can definitely distract you. And like yeah. Brian, you were my buddy through that whole thing. You and who was with us? Martin. Martin. Yeah, the Martin. Flash. Oh, the Flash. Yeah. The Flash. You guys and, helped uh, distract me from how claustrophobic I felt. Harley Quinn was with us too. Oh, that's right. Wow. <sighs> Those are good times. Those guys. really were. That was a fun time. I know. I remember like trying to kind of literally physically buffer you from other. Time. You were doing, I can't like, I I could like acknowledge that you were doing it and I was still at the same time going, oh my goodness, there's so many people. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, that's why I like you, Brian. We get oh. along well. You, you know me and you yeah. can help buffer me well, and keep me in it. I appreciate that. And likewise, it is fun. I mean, you're right. It, it like, like Tony said, we've known each other since 1982. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty impressive considering you're 33 years old. Was, hey. Yeah, I'm 33 years old and that was 37 years ago. You know, was great. First grade was the bomb. 38 years ago. 38 years ago. Yeah, it was I, amazing. I, math is hard. Right? Totally right. <laughs> okay, um, so you like to be scared. Anyway. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. You don't like to be scared. Anyway, Captain, what are you scared of? I don't know. I don't know why, but I used to be when I was a kid up until probably my early teens, I was scared of everything. I was a scaredy cat, totally a scaredy cat. And then at some point in high school, I think it was, and especially in college, just I stopped being scared of almost anything. The only fear I really have, Brian, and maybe I've mentioned this before, is nausea and vomiting. Oh, yeah. Scares Mm. the heck out of me. I understand. I don't know why. It's a natural function, and sometimes it's got to happen, but... Nothing scares me more than that. And I can't explain it. Like actually doing it or even just thinking about it. No, just feeling sick and then Uh having to do it. Yeah. I I would rather lay on my back and shake and fight it and and until it eventually goes away and just be miserable that much longer than actually to, to get it done with. I'm almost like that too. I'm with you on that. 
it's not that I, I feel like I'm unique in that. I've met and spoken with a lot of people who have that same exact fear. Uh, so I don't know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could never be bulimic because of that. Like just the, the thought of that is uh, the thought of throwing up. I'm with you. Oh, like yeah. it's sometimes I wish I could be, you know, just purge once in a while. You know oh. what I mean? Oh, like Thanksgiving and whatnot. Okay, God, Grandma, that was such good food. I'll yeah. be right back <laughs> for seconds. Huh. <laughs> but well, no. I guess that's a, a way to do it. Uh, okay. I'm not belittling a disorder at all. No, no, not at that, all. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's one of those things like I couldn't do. But anyway. Yeah, me neither. We all have our we all have our disorders though. Mm, we'll go with we that. Do. I'm starting to feel sick now. So. Oh, stop. Okay, <laughs> just well. thinking about it. But okay. oh, but I do want to mention also when I was a kid, what scared me the most when I was young was the Aliens franchise. Oh yes, those monsters and especially the face huggers. That just that concept scared, excuse me, the bejesus out of me. But and I would have, any nightmares I would have would be about that. But then at some point, I started collecting the Aliens comic books when I was like in junior high school, and exposing myself to it more and watching the movies more, and now. Like when I have a dream about that sort of thing, it's an adventure. It's never a nightmare. Mm. You're so hugging. It's always you transformed it. Yeah. yeah. I, awesome. I embraced, I, I just like Paul Atreides says, you got to embrace the fear and let it flow around you. Did he say something like that? I forget. No. Something about fear. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> yeah. But then you got, he said stuff about how you got to let it go pass over you and through you and, and all that stuff. That's part of the mantra. Maybe it's in the book. Um, yeah, it, it is in the book. Okay. Yes. Anyway, that's that's how I that's what I did to the Aliens franchises. I embraced it, I absorbed it, I let it go around me like a like a boulder in the stream. So part of the stream and yet unaffected by the stream, except for over time, right? So does the xenomorph lick you in your dreams like a dog? No, no, nothing no. like that. Okay. No. Instead <laughs> of it like just chopping your taking your head off, it's licking you. It's a friendly xenomorph. Yeah, even even when there's xenomorphs chasing me or that I'm watching chase other people, it doesn't scare me anymore. It's I wake up from that dream and I'm like, wow, that was an awesome aliens dream. I hope I can keep it up, you know? People are getting gored everywhere, man. That was awesome. Something like that. That you're weird. It's never that graphic, actually. Well, is that how you were able to then play Alien Isolation? Dude, okay. So that that being said, Alien Isolation is such an adrenaline ride Mm -hmm. that it's scary, but it's more it's more gets your blood pumping way too much. That's, it, yeah. that's the kind of scary it was. It's not terrifying. Um, no. Or petrifying. It's more of that, oh, this is so cool. It's like, some it's so people, scary. It's cool. Some people would find it terrifying and petrifying. Oh, so, for sure. Absolutely. For good reason. But some of us that like, we love that kind of stuff. So I don't like, I don't like horror movies at all. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. mentioned that. I, I like suspense I like, though. I like a good horror movie. It's just, it's so rare to get a good one anymore. It's, it's, it's like a lost art. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Like some of the, so one of my new things lately has been finding like really old horror movies on the oh, internet nice. archive <laughs> nice. and watching them. And it's just like, it's that whole different level of trying to scare each other. And they're like this raw sort of stalkerish mentality that leads to really weird things and behaviors and people and mostly like scientific experiments gone wrong or gone right and just with really weird results. But I like that like pure horror, but it's always mixed in with so many other things that I don't want to see. Like I don't like the supernatural horror. And so I like the more science-based horror. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When it starts bringing in like the 
what would be the word like the not even like I don't even care about grotesque as much, but it's like that evil, that evil spiritual side of things like poltergeist. Yeah. Although I never did see that movie to be honest, but along that lines where it's this otherworldly thing that the thing is like Mm -hmm. what's there in real life. So it's like, okay, they're talking about it here. They're, they're summoning it. They're doing that. And I'm like, and it's around us in real life. That's just way too close to home for me. Yeah. I have a hard time. Dr. X. That was the one that I just recently watched. Oh, interesting. It was 1932 and a reporter just like tries to figure out what's uh, what's been wow. going on, like why there's a serial killer on the loose and and like these scientists hold this symposium trying to say it's it could only be one of the five of us. And it's just this <laughs> like totally 30s movie and it was really good. I really that's enjoyed awesome. it. Oh, it's awesome. You know, we I'm talked glad about enjoyed it. We talked about Hitchcock a couple of weeks ago, and I just yeah, I mean, Hitchcock oh, movies yeah. are so Hitchcock. great. Yep, I know we kind of that, that's definitely the suspense that I like. Yeah, and I know we kind of trashed Birds, but not. I mean, I honestly like, and I was saying this, I actually really do like that movie. I just wasn't scared by it as much. Mm-hmm. But again, I watched it later on. I mean, I think maybe when that movie came out, it was probably terrifying. If you watched it oh, when you were right. younger and stuff, so yeah. I mean, but Psycho, oh my gosh, I, that's still one of my favorite movies, the original one. Mm. That was such a good movie. It was just so interesting to see how some, but see, that was interesting too. Like then you watched the new movie split, which was part of that unbreakable trilogy. Mm-hmm. It was very similar. It was that psychological kind of weirdness in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I just loved that. I love that whole idea. Wait, Brent, what did you mean a few minutes ago when you said that it's the, that evil spiritual thing is all around us in real life. And so it it gets too close to home. What did you mean by that? Well, I, okay. So I, I truly now granted, I don't know if everybody agrees with this, but I believe there's a spiritual realm of some kind around you're, us. You're not alone, but go ahead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's me. Right. I believe that. And so when I, you've heard the stories, I don't know how true this is, but was it poltergeist or was it? Yeah. It was poltergeist with a little girl. Right. Cause again, yeah. I never saw it. And then like she mysteriously died and there were all kinds of weird things that happened around that whole making of the movie and the set and everything like that. And, she died after the third movie yeah, or during were, the making of the third movie. I there were a lot that. of weird things that were going on with that whole series that you read about how much is true. I don't know, but uh-huh. you know, it's just uh, to me, it, I don't know. I I've, I've seen experiences of weird things in the past. And so you just kind of go stuff's okay. out there. And so I just don't like to watch things that glorify it, I guess would be the word. That's fair. Cause it just freaks I, me out. I don't, I, I'm not interested in that. I've always felt that Poltergeist, the first Poltergeist was the best horror film ever filmed. That's mm. been my opinion for years and years. I haven't found a horror film that I liked more than that one. There's been a few others maybe that are close, but that's, I mean, and Aliens, of course, is is my favorite horror film. I but, just don't see Aliens as horror. I like To me, yeah, that's like classic <laughs> sci-fi. But it's it hor- is scary. It's sci-fi horror. It's scary. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay, so what scares me is uh, Michael Bolton for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're alone there, honey. (laughs) Country music. Still alone. Brian Adams didn't want any of that. No, no, he's fine. Okay. Wait, you you like Michael Bolton, Miss Ice? I don't mind him. Oh dear God! (laughs) But I also love country music. So (laughs) I'm okay with you liking country. That's fine. I like. I, I get it. I'm just not a fan of that. It scares me. But. Michael we'll Bolton, let you, we'll let you Michael Bolton show. though, eh, Billy, there's not, I mean, 
Hey, don't judge her. Before I commit to this, I'm going to make sure that we're talking about the same person. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm totally (laughs) messing with you anyway, by the way, because we used to joke about Michael Bolton and it was so keep in mind, though, that when Michael Bolton was very famous, like I was was I was thinking of working in retail. And so it was like his album of remakes. This was the late eighties. Everybody, by the way, no, this Go wasn't ahead. the eighties. This was nineties. This was like the early nineties. Everybody. No, it way. was like late nineties because I was working anyway, working for a living like in high school and stuff. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, is like <laughs> he had done all of these remakes and they were so bad because it's like why the originals were so good and he did such yeah. a bad job and it was like, and his voice just grates on me, but I knew people that absolutely adored him and it was a fun and usually it was women. Oh, yeah. It was the women that adored him and thought he was sexy and hot and he, oh, he still has a voice. huge international following. He honestly, he makes fun of himself now. So I, I think I have yeah. actually have respect for the guy now. He's pretty cool, but I just never was a fan of what they did. And it probably wasn't even his decision. It was probably the record labels decision. It was just like, Oh yeah. That music used to great on you. Typecast or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, you can tell this is a Halloween episode when we start <laughs> talking, talking about, about Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. <laughs> See, that's you should play I, some Halloween sound. We digress. No, but actually, that was going to be my one of my Halloween music suggestions for you was anything by Michael Bolton. <laughs> oh, okay. no, and Emily likes him. Oh no. Okay. Well, I'll. T- it's okay. You like him, by the way. I still respect you. But I will say this much: <laughs> I really hate really hate spiders. They they still scare me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So that's spiders scare you know, me. Well, okay, this is heavy, but I'm not going to go into it. So the idea, like sickness, disease scares the crap out of me. Dementia, stuff like that. Like I just, I've been around it. I've seen what it does to people. I hate it. Mm. I don't want it. Scares me. I almost, I would almost rather die before I ever get something like that. Yeah, that's heavy, but I understand. I just had to, I'm telling you, it scares me. That's why I think the whole COVID thing this year kind of got to me because stuff like that scares me. But what else scares me is no cheese. If I don't life without cheese, life without cheese, life without coffee. Yeah, oh, but don't even, I can't see, <laughs> I can't even think you about get it. it. You understand. <laughs> but if you didn't have those things, you wouldn't know any different. I mean, right. And okay. If, if they were suddenly taken from you, that's for the, the rest problem. Of your life, okay. That's my, that's my point. Brian, would you want to get dementia before all of the coffee and Gouda was gone? <laughs> How about neither? <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> of my worst nightmares. <laughs> what else scares me? Painting. I really hate painting and home Finger improvement, painting? home improvement. No, like painting walls. Oh, oh yes. Painting walls. Oh, it's not artistic painting. Me. Yeah. Artistic like, painting is fine. Like I love Bob, Bob Ross. Ross comes on and he was out the door. <laughs> Bob Ross was a horror show. He comes in. All right. Now let's make some I happy little I can't even go trees. into art galleries re, anymore. Re, guys. Re. <laughs> his afro haunts oh your haunts your nightmares. Every yeah. time he pulls up his fan brush, I'm like, it's a knife. Run! Let's Have you seen those thing. mugs? The, those Bob Ross mugs where they're just a white canvas, and then once you pour hot liquid into them, one of his paintings appears <laughs> on the mug. Oh, that is. I'm gonna so have to cool. get you that for Christmas. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. That would be amazing. That's awesome. <sighs> We've got a little thalo blue here that we're gonna put on here and make our clouds and sky. Oh, don't forget his his pocket squirrel that was named Peapod. Dude, I love Wait, Bob Ross. Really? Oh yeah, I'm not kidding. He used to actually had a pocket squirrel. Yeah, he used to get squirrels and like save them and rescue them and nurse them back to life and then re-release them. It was really cool. Dang. See, while I was watching the the Crocodile Hunter, you guys were nerding out on Bob Ross and mm. 
I know they weren't quite the same era, but oh yeah. I yeah, watched Bob so. Ross as a child, dude. I actually learned how to do oil painting to Bob Ross just for fun when I was a kid. It was great. I think the first time I, I learned about Bob Ross was during an episode of Chuck. When <laughs> yeah. I think it was like episode three and he's trying to, I don't know, infiltrate something. And he's like, yeah, this painting, it has a very, very Bob Rossian look to it. <laughs> That's great. And, the, and then I was like, who's Bob Ross? And I Googled it. Oh, he's so cool. Somebody was saying like 20, 2020 needs Bob Ross and Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers. And I said, that is so true. And it's sad that they're both gone, but yeah. their memory lives on and we can, here's what we can do. Miss Ice, you can grow a, a Bob Ross Afro if you want. Sweet. And we can all just like rescue squirrels and feed them and not shoot them. Yes. Yeah. I don't agree. shoot. Yeah, like exactly. You murderer. Like and then we could start <laughs> painting and just, hi. Uh, I, I can't do like, was it Mr. Rogers? Like how you did? I can't do Mr. Rogers. <laughs> that was pretty close. That was, that was almost a George, a George W. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. I just remember one Not of the quotes. Okay. Why, why I remember Mr. Rogers asking this question. I always thought was hilarious, but he used to say, can you go to the potty by yourself now? Oh wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> why do I remember that quote of all things? George H W. I apologize. I was, I had Oh, you were, George. yeah, not oh. prudent. That's George. Yeah, H. We were judging yeah. you silently. Yeah, yeah, we, we were judging. Someone you right. out there was, I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, there's a lot of other things I think that could scare me, but let's just stop there because right, we like, that's a good idea. we like Bob Ross, but Oh, 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 should I mention? Should I probably should that we're, we're like moving and the studio's moving. Mm. Yeah. Tell us that's about right. that briefly. So without going into a very long story, we, we live in a condo and the studio takes up, I mean, the entire well, complex. It, it's kind of like TARDIS. I mean, it, or it's, it is it's bigger on the inside. Exactly. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. I mean, this, this place is, as we've discussed, massive. Well, it wasn't big enough. Really. It's wasn't. supernatural. Really. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed how really just not big enough it is. So we're going to go with that. Uh, but we decided that there's this condo. That's two, two, literally two doors down, separate building, but it's the three bedroom versus the two bedroom and it's got a carport and it's bigger square footage and all that. We've looked at them for years, never really had a good one that came up. And this one was, it was so funny. We were seriously not looking. We're like, we love our place. We're here. We're good. And our friends were like, hey, well, there's a sign out in front of their place. We're like, no, don't move. Anyway, we said, so we come, can we come look at your unit? And they said, yeah. And we're like, it's pretty nice. We could, we could make this That's something what she nice. Said. And so then we're like, let's just throw down an offer. And we're, we had like a certain amount. Like if we do this, we can only spend so much. That's what we want to do. Anyway, long story short, everything was accepted. All the doors opened wide. We were kind of in that moment of like, if it's meant to be, or if it's a good decision, like then let it happen. And if it's not, then it like, it'll be obvious. And it was like, boom, doors all wide open. Everything worked out. And we're kind of like, wow, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> so Wow. But the funny like part fast. is it's literally like two units over in a separate building. So it's like a couple hundred feet away from our current place. And we're going to keep our current place and rent it out and move in over there. And so we're in that, but that's why we're painting and kind of making it our own and stuff like that. But dude, the studio the size of the new studio compared to the old one. Like we're not even talking square footage anymore. We're talking acreage. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. This you, new you studio is so big, so big. Yeah. You don't but, even know that whole concept. I mean, the, the, the whole, the, the whole way your studio exists, the way it does is inherently supernaturally evil, Brian. I mean, it's not evil. You, you, 
you you worry about being surrounded by evil, but just the existence of such a large space and such a small space. There's something just inherently wrong about that. There's something wrong about it at all. Have you you, ever? You record in a den of evil, sir. No, it's not (laughs) evil at all. Have you ever? Have you ever watched Doctor Who? I mean, that's not evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. Come on. Harry Potter. I mean, magic. Their their little tents that they would little pup tents they'd climb into, and it was like this giant. Come on, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I've always wanted one of those. Yeah. Yeah. See, that is the studio. This you walk in the door, and it's like, yeah, this is a twelve by thirteen room, and then you walk in, and it's like this is a hundred acres, at least. I mean, probably bigger than that. I can't even tell you. So just you, you have wait. Like hunting parties inside your studio, like oh yeah, plant a forest, and the best way to describe it would be like Newt Scamander's suitcase. Kind of like that. Okay. Except Newt's, bigger. Newt Scamander's suitcase, yeah. But okay. much, much, much but bigger. When's the next Newt Scamander movie coming out? Dude? I don't know. It was supposed to be this year, I it's thought. It's been a while. I think COVID kind of pushed it back, so uh, that's COVID a good question. COVID this, COVID that. I know. It's always something stupid, uh, like, oh, where's part seriously, three? Seriously, guys, get something new to blame it on. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. There's three, four, and five, so I don't know. I, I actually do not know the answer to that, but I well, think we're going to have to find that out for you. While you've been upsizing, Brian, as you know, I've been upsizing as well with my screenage. Oh, oh yeah. I just have to say, this is very you've brief, got a folks. Facelift. Steve is now a complete entity. He has now a 32-inch ultra-wide screen, 144 hertz monitor, oh. NVIDIA with G-Sync. Dude, I have to I have to figure out how to turn it down while I watch movies because. I'm because mm. it's such a high refresh. I understand. That. I'm getting that effect where it looks like movies, some movies, if they stream in HD or whatever, especially if it's a Blu-ray or something, it looks like a camcorder. It looks like a camcorder yeah. or a, or a, or a yeah. play. And I hate that. I, I know agree. a lot of people are used too. to that now. I can't stand it. I need some graininess in my films yep. and in my shows. I need it. Totally. I'm old school that way. That's how I grew up. That's how I like it. No, but that's how uh, movies are made too. You go to a theater and it's, it's 30 FPS on a, the- yeah. on a theater screen. That's what they're meant to do. They're not meant to be 144. They're meant to be 30. And dude, the day they start making theater movies at 144 hertz is the day I stopped going to see movies. I don't think they will though because it does look like a home video. It really yeah, is terrible. It's great for sports. I've said that before. Oh, totally. But for any other kind of entertainment, it's awful. But I see, agree. If you actually look at that, there are now settings. You just have to find them, though, where you can actually have sports mode, theater mode, et cetera, et cetera, in order yeah. to change that refresh rate. Because, yeah, the people, oh my gosh, we watched one of the Mission Impossibles once over at Rob Dog's house. This was many years <laughs> ago. And he had that whole new 120 hertz TV or whatever. And we watched the entire. Mission Impossible on 120 hertz. And it literally looked like I was watching B-roll and <laughs> unedited. I mean, it was so annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, this is terrible. And, and the sound was really bad too, for some reasons. But we've learned to go back and okay, you can you can switch your TV. And in your case, you should be able to switch your monitor because I've got... Yeah, I'm sure I can. I've got 100 hertz on my monitor and it automatically adjusts so that when I'm watching a movie, it looks like a movie at 30. Oh, good. So I don't know That's how awesome. that works, but I'm just throwing that one I'll out figure it you. out. Don't worry. This is a great monitor. So I'm sure it's it has... Beautiful. It's got that somewhere. So yeah, it's I just so haven't big. messed with it. I've been gaming and, and oh, by the way, 144 Hertz with any game, dude, I've been playing battlefield four again, which is uh six years old, I think. Yeah. And it looks so spectacularly good with this monitor. It's like a brand new game. It's awesome. Crazy. That's it's awesome. so weird how much that refresh rate makes a difference. So anyone oh out there gosh. who is on the fence about upgrading the 
the monitor, do it. I think you'll be, it, it's an investment worth, worth pursuing. For gaming, yeah. a refresh rate is amazing. And by the way, something yeah. we learned, for some reason I already knew this and I didn't put two and two together, but Lord Thunder talked about his 49 inch monitor last week and yes. all that. And he was saying that with his graphics card, he could only get 60 Hertz, 60 frames per second. And I thought, that doesn't seem right. And he goes, well, that's max on the graphics card. I'm like, it does. I don't, I don't think that's right. Well, later I realized he was running an HDMI cable into the HDMI on the graphics card. And I thought, oh yeah, but I forgot to tell him this. Oh, you need a display port cable yes. in order to get the full FPS Hertz that you want. He did that. He's up to 120 now. Oh, good. I was yeah. going to say <laughs> his card should have a display port. Yeah, so. but I mean, that's anyway, just like I'm throwing this out in case somebody says, well, I got 144 hertz monitor and my graphics card's fine. How come I'm only getting 60 hertz display? Because port. they display they port. shorted you the display port cord. All the 144 hertz monitors come with display port. And you need now, that. So. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So now Miss Ice, I didn't even know you had a popular blog post, but you're What's going on? I know you got a story about your popular. I mean, I know you're popular, but I didn't know. Mm, you're, right. You can't, you guys can't see the air quotes that I keep throwing up right now. Go ahead. <laughs> popular. <laughs> well, what are you talking? You no, know, this is, this is short and sweet because I, I just find this hilarious, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't blog a ton, but I, several years ago, I posted a blog post about all of Lionel Luther's opera songs from Smallville. What? I thought so you were like going to say I, Lionel Richie. Okay. Yeah. But no, 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 Lionel Luther was awesome. Lionel Luther. Like, so any, any scene from Smallville where there was an opera song followed by a Lionel Luther scene, right? So I, I have that whole list in a blog post and it is by far the most popular blog post that I have. Like to a point <laughs> where like, people <laughs> comment on it and like, and email me about it constantly. They're really? like, thank you so much for compiling this. That's <laughs> awesome. So weird. You've gone it's viral on so this ice. It's not, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's popular in the sense that anything from 10 years ago is popular, but yeah, but it's just, I, I had to share because I find it hilarious. Of all things to go viral, Lionel Luther's right. opera collection. Yeah. That is it's just, so it's random. Just, it's just a, like I have, I have a, I have a Spotify playlist of all of his songs. And then it oh, just like awesome. in the blog post, just like says like the timestamp and the scene that it happens in. Oh my gosh. But, but I mean, it's, they're, they're very iconic moments from oh, sure. the show. So like oh. if you're and Lionel Luther is probably my favorite character from Smallville period. So it just is like one of those things. Like if you're if you're into the show, you you really know and you want to figure out what is that song. That's so funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> one thing, and and not to go off on a tangent here, but one thing that Smallville did so well. I mean, I loved Smallville by the way. So they did a lot of things yeah. really well. But one thing that I still remember to this mm. day, they mastered the art of using the right music in their episodes. Yes, it was. They did a really good job with that. Oh yeah, I discovered a lot of music at that time because of watching Smallville. Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. I can see that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. well, beautiful. I just want to say in closing this conversation that unfortunately Chloe was my favorite character. And I know. Now mm-hmm. I just can't watch the show. I know. You know who mine it's, was? Was Kara though. Oh. <laughs> the original Kara, not not the, yeah. the new one. She was good. I actually I, met her. By I the have way, a, the actress I met her at at Dragon. Oh Con. yeah, that's right. Yeah. At Dragon Con, she was cool. I almost met. Allison Mack at Dragon Con. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so I, sad. People, I mean. It is so it, sad. I, I kind of look at it as like, I mean, everybody judges her and I'm just like, you know what though? She made bad decisions and then you kind of really? go, but who hasn't? It was a really, really bad decision. I know yeah. it was. I know but, it was. I mean, I know. at the same time, like 
And I and I feel this is the way we are with our culture where we just immediately cancel anybody who's made a bad decision and like yeah. totally invalidate their entire body of work. Right. Which like I Bill, a la Bill Cosby. Go ahead. I mean, yep. anyone who has done anything wrong, it's like the moment they do something wrong, their entire life is invalidated. And I don't yep. really feel like that's fair. I think Not they need all. to be held responsible. Yep. But, sure. But they but you can't I mean, for anyone who has any talent, you can't deny that there's talent there. You can no. deny that they're not maybe the best person. But so I have to, I I do separate that when I think about Smallville because it ha- it was such like a big part of my, I don't know. Well, I tell you what, I want to take you up on that advice very badly. And so maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll you try know- it. And I don't blame you for whichever path you take because I, I mean, we all have to do what we have to do, but I also think that it's important to see that there is real talent in the world and we can still give people like, we can still acknowledge talent without having to say that they're the most stand up person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. That, that what they've Otherwise we'd have to like invalidate every single athlete. (laughs) Right. Come on. <laughs> and every actor and I and mean every everybody, actor. every I person mean, on this planet. Everybody makes mistakes. And like yep. what yeah. I what I really dislike about our like this cancel culture is like how no one is allowed to make any mistakes now. Like you have to be perfect. And that is just unreasonable. And it almost makes people more inclined to failure when yeah. they see that and like and and hmm. not inclined to confess when they're when there, when something has gone wrong, like, have you guys, do you guys know Dax Shepard? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Did you listen to his podcast recently about Mm-mm. his relapse? Resurged, yeah. His yeah. relapse, yeah. hydrocodone, Vicodin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. It was the most powerful podcast I've li- listened to in a really long time. Just like about the addiction mindset and about his total fear of, of confronting the people who knew about his addictive personality totally. and, and so like, like, and just like thinking about that in our culture and how we are so unforgiving yeah, for really people are. who are in the mindset of trying to overcome, but are so enraptured by the fear that comes along with being canceled mm-hmm. that there's like, there's no opportunity for forgiveness there. Hmm. And so I don't know if I could or support like if. Or support. Sorry, this has been a really long rampage. No, no, but- I'm, I'm oh, no, really no. glad you brought this up because oh, yeah. it's it's true if you think about it. Because like if you're in the middle of an addiction of some kind, most people that I know are trying to find a way out of it. There are a few, and I I don't believe them most of the time. There are a few that say no, I don't care. I I, I like this, and and or or they don't think that they have a problem. That's yeah. the. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that a lot, unfortunately, but. Most of the time, people that are in an addiction, they're just like, I I don't want to be here, but I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm here Mm -hmm. because of this that caused me to go into it and so on and so forth. But they do know, just like you just said there, they will get judged. They will get beaten up and they will get canceled and they will get ripped apart. And so they will not seek help because of it's a lose lose no matter what. Mm -hmm. If we had and I'm totally with you on this one, if we had a. I don't even know what you want to call it, but if we had some kind of a thing where people could feel like they're not going to get judged, they're going to get the support they need and they're going to find a way to overcome it. I think a lot more people would go down that path, but people are afraid because of what the backlash and you're right. People are so hateful and judgmental. And I mean, like even with Allison Mack, okay, she did some bad stuff, but I mean, and by the way, I'm not excusing what she did at all and we should never excuse the action. Of course, 
Right. But the, the, I mean, I don't know how sorry she is. I don't know where she's at. I don't, I've never talked to her. Right. Right. But if I were to sit there and talk to her and she was like, just deeply regretful, then the last thing we should do is beat her up and judge her. We should help her. We should right. help her over, overcome yeah. it and, and to grow back into a healthier new life. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of constantly judging her. But now if she's like, ah, oh, screw it. I don't care. I'm glad I did it. Well, that's a very different story. You know, because you can't help. And the fact that that we have very little insight to the majority of these people's personal lives that to give us that extent of it, of knowledge or, or satisfaction over whether, whether they are repentant, just like, I, I don't know, in my, in my point of view, that, that totally eliminates any right I have to judge them. Yeah. And because of that, I don't. Like I try not to let that influence the things that I like or I don't like. I can appreciate an actor in a role, even if they've done a really awful thing in their real life. Well, totally. Well, I mean, come that's on. That's something <laughs> to live up to. That's that's something to that's that's very influential, yeah. if you will. I appreciate that perspective. I do. My instinct when I watch Smallville now, which I haven't lately, by the way, I'm just saying if I were, my yeah. instinct is to go, Allison, I love you, but why? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but that's that's a fair question yeah. too. But, no, I mean, but, you're, yeah. but you're setting a good example and I appreciate yeah. that. Well, that's cool to hear because yeah. I, I always feel like if I were to admit that I'd be canceled. <laughs> no, I mean, not, just not, you it's like, not us. Okay. You'd, you'd never be canceled oh. by me. No, because you're taking the high road and you're, and you're taking it in a, in a way that makes it, it, it's, 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 it reeks of common sense. Yeah. I mean, of course that, that, that makes, that makes your thought processes in, in that matter for lack of better words, superior if you can compartmentalize the the bad things that a person has done from the good work that they've done, you win. Good job. I think Thank you. I'm going to say it. Cancel culture is wrong. It's inhumane. It's incredibly disrespectful and unloving. It, it's just like, it's all a hundred percent evil and wrong and, and bad and hateful in every way because it and does not serve anyone in any way, shape or form. It just makes Whoever's canceling the other person just feel better as a bully. I'm just saying it. And by yeah. the way, who it's definitely bully culture. It is who has never had an addiction of some kind in their life. Let's just be honest. Right. Well, and, and the it's, answer you is know, no one. Every single person <laughs> has had an addiction of some kind. Even if, even if, well, I've never had an addiction. Are you stuck on your phone on social media? Yeah. You have an addiction. And it's not even I mean, like come addiction. On. It's like, it's like Anything like have you done anything wrong? Well, but I'm saying addiction in general. Like everybody loves yeah, to talk no, about like, oh, addiction. I'm glad I don't have that. I'm like, dude, everybody has an sure. addiction of some I'm kind. more I'm more like taking your point to the next level. It's like well, you, sure, you, we could sure. we could talk about addiction, yeah. And but oh, yeah. it's like, come on, we can talk about have you done anything wrong? He who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> I, I mean, that's <laughs> really where it comes down to. It's, it's like so true. you want to stone someone. For doing awful things, but come on, look in the mirror. Can you tell me that you're a perfect person? Totally. And there's just no humility in it and no sense of, I don't know, compassion or love. Yeah. Talk about like in a season where we've just let the hate drip on. It's the total opposite of trying to find common ground with people who are in a pickle. And see, that's the thing and that that attitude right there and what you just said there that's the thing that's so positive is that everybody's made a mistake. Everybody at some point has been addicted to something. And if you had the attitude of let's stop judging, 
Let's stop acting like we're better than the other people. Let's stop cancel culturing people. Let's just start going, man, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. How can I help you? By the way, no judgment. Mm -hmm. I don't disrespect Mm -hmm. you. I'm going to help you through this. How can we overcome this? If everybody took that approach, holy crap. To be honest, we'd be a different species, but I fully agree with you 100%. (laughs) Uh, That's the potential we have as humans. It's the potential. Then let's do it. Let's do that. Let's be that here on this show. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's do our part. And let's do it. Nobody's going to be perfect, but we're going to try. No judgment. I think no, we should maybe shift thing. back to the Halloween thing. Yeah, but it, I, no, um, I'm so glad you brought that up. That was seriously not planned, but I'm. <laughs> that that was not. Here's, here's what, what's funny. What even sparked it? I, I don't know, remember. but you know, it was what me commenting about. Oh, that's right. And Chloe. Yeah, but hold on, because I was talking about my blog post. <laughs> the thing, though, the thing that ties uh-huh. in so nice here is that our origin of saying today is skeletons in the closet. Oh, perfect! <laughs> yeah. so it's perfect. Bring it on! Yeah, talk about it. Okay, so skeletons in the closet. Okay, the idiomatic expression, a skeleton in the closet, refers to a hidden source of something scandalous or shameful. (gasps) Should I do my, should I keep doing this voice? You Um, must keep talking. This is most commonly used when referring to something in the past that will cause potential ruin to a person or group of people when exposed. Oh, it also signifies an undisclosed fact about a person that would damage his social standing among the community where it revealed. Mm. We all in agreement so there far. You go. There you go. Mm-hmm. In simple words, to have a skeleton in the closet means you have secrets and other past memories that you'd prefer to keep hidden from the world. I, I like reading this definition of it because it's so explanatory, even yeah. though we all, yeah, we, we get it, dude. Keep yeah. going. Um, a skeleton can vary from things you've done, such as one night stands or group feuds or betrayals, or even to extreme situations of something seen or done to you, such as theft and murder. That's where you play uh, lightning and thunder, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't always have to be dark. Some, quote, skeletons, unquote, may be of the embarrassing nature, such as awkward moments like me doing this voice in this explanation that are too <laughs> awful to think about. It was in 19th century England. Yeah. <laughs> to your, your audio books. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was in, You're I'm hired. Almost done. I'm almost done. Oh, it was great. in 19th century England, where I'm from, that the phrase was first used. At that point, the English used the word, quote, closet, closet. unquote, to mean a water closet or a lavatory. Interesting. A seemingly possible hiding place for skeletons, hypothetically speaking. The phrase later developed into, quote, a skeleton in the cupboard, unquote, Ooh. for the people of England, while, quote, skeleton in the closet, unquote, refers to a hidden place in a wardrobe become more common in the States. Mm. As I finished reading that explanation, it doesn't really, does it really give a origin for that phrase? I mean, it did a lot of explaining what it meant, but, yeah. and, it, and it's 19th century England's where it was first used. Mm-hmm. But why I'm is, not satisfied with that. Order. Why I'm is sorry. skeleton considered <laughs> scandalous or shameful? Yeah. And not like, I don't know, something else. I mean, I feel like the best thing about that origin, Brian, was my 19th yeah. century voice. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, we're going to so, need you to find a better one and give us a heads yeah, up yeah. next week. Okay, next that's okay. Week, that's okay. okay. You know what, though? It really, it's funny how it tied in. We didn't even know it. We didn't even plan that. Yeah. Did not. It was perfect. <laughs> yes. I think, I think it, like, yeah, I think the why skeleton, like, was there something in England at that time where people were actually hiding bodies or something or 
I mean, I, I understand oh, like the 19th century, the like 1800s. I don't, I mean, it was way after the plagues. I don't know. I, I think the word skeleton invokes uh pretty universal in, in at least Western culture, uh, a sense of, you know, foreboding yeah. of, of exposure to, to wickedness. I'm pulling stuff right out of my rear end right now. No, that's where braiding, I was going to. I'm braiding like, it and I'm throwing it over the edge at you. So, yeah. Because it's not just a body, it's a skeleton, which would mean decomp a long period of time where someone had been held in a place not ever being found. Ah, yeah, okay, that like makes po, sense. A la Edgar Allan Poe or something yes. like right. that, right? That I mean, makes sense. Very 19th century, wasn't he? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cause like you, you quote murdered somebody or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. It, it takes a long time. And so like it built and like the psychological effect of it building in your mind for yeah. a very long time. I don't know. That's interesting. And, and I'm thinking British people back in the 1800s, often when they sat on the privy, like late at night, especially on a stormy night, wouldn't you wonder, remember that episode of the X-Files where that monster was uh, in the sewers and it was like, like grabbing people oh, out no. of the sewers. It's I, my favorite episode of X-Files. I never saw it. Yeah. Like that. Don't you ever wonder, like if you're sitting over this porta potty and, and you, there's nothing but this void underneath you, what, what, what might be under there? An evil skeleton? Oh, I do oh. think about that every time I use our outhouse during the winter. <laughs> yeah. See, that's scary because you never know that what's hiding scary. down in there. And it also makes me want to puke. So let's not think about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Let's talk about Hubie Halloween. Hubby. There's Hubby. no umlaut over the U, so Hubby. I don't know how they get Hubie. Well, because it's just only kidding. one B instead of two. Well, I just want to say like that... Michael, Michael Bubbly instead of Buble. Bubbly. Yeah, <laughs> Buble. Buble. I want to say a couple things about Hubie Halloween. Yeah, do uh, it. First do of it. all, I, I, I was not terribly excited to watch it, to be honest, but once I watched it, I was happy I did. It was, it was pretty funny. It had its moments. And in fact, I, I could summarize the whole movie as the character of Hubie, in my opinion, was kind of lame. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. Adam Sandler and his character. They were just yeah. kind of, they just weren't funny or good to me at least, but the characters around him totally made that film. Totally. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So, yeah. The, the, the cast and the writing around his character was what makes that worth watching. So that's, that's what I'm going to say about it. Most of his characters in most of his movies really aren't what draws people. It's the supporting cast. Yeah. If you I think, think about it. Right. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So in the water boy, his character was funny, but like Kathy Bates, character, the mom was so much better. And like <laughs> farmer Fran and Fonzie's character. I mean, there were so many hilarious <laughs> characters. It's like, you didn't really laugh at the water, boy. you laughed at everyone else. Yeah, that's how this was. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, I think that's pretty typical, which is kind of cool. I love how his wife in real life is always in the movies and helps him out with the movies. It's pretty cool. And I think his real life daughters were in there too. Wait, pretty sure. so was his love interest in this film, which again was very Adam Sandler-esque, by the way, the totally. whole love interest thing. Was that his wife? No, but that was the same exact actress from Happy Gilmore. That was his love interest. Uh, Veronica. No. Wait, no. Was oh, that the that, same? No, not I don't Veronica. think so. Veronica was in. Yeah, it was. From Happy Gilmore, it was. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Not Veronica, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize her. I remember the lady from Happy Gilmore's. Yeah, that's I her. I did not put two and two together. Now, so here's the funny part. There were a lot of Happy Gilmore-isms in the movie. And like the Ben Stiller, you, you remember, if you've <laughs> ever seen Happy Gilmore, he was the orderly 
in the, at the old folks home. Yeah. The old folks at the nursing home. Yeah. Exactly. And like, he was all like, you're in my world now, grandma. <laughs> he did that here. And his name was Hal and happy Gilmore. And his name was Hal in this one. And it was the exact same character. And he was in you're in my world and everything was hilarious. But Julie Bowen, Virginia, that's her name. Her name was Virginia and happy Gilmore. Same actress who uh, was just in this one as Violet. Valentine, which I thought was cool. Yeah, because it was like a little bit of a, a throwback. I haven't seen her in a while, but no, his real wife is she played one of the Harley Quinns. She was out on the street. Oh, okay. interviewing the mayor. Oh, yeah. The, the report, the roving reporter in the street. Yeah, yep. the, the, the Harley Quinn thing was really funny, by the oh, way. Oh, was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, there were there were so many things like in, in and we were talking about this before the movie, how like there's a lot of the same actors do the Adam Sandler movies with him and like Steve Buscemi and Rob Schneider and all those guys. It's like a lot. And then lately it's been Kevin, Kevin James played the cop. It's just kind of fun to see everybody kind of do their thing. But what I really loved was when Shaquille O'Neal shows up, (laughs) I'm not going to give anything away with that one, but Shaq and his wife. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was was one of the funniest scenes (laughs) coming from somebody who does not really pursue or generally like Halloween or even holiday themed movies. And I've, I, I've been over Adam Sandler for a couple decades now. This was a pretty fun film. So <laughs> it was, yeah, I thought it was well done is typical. The, his mother in real life is like, well, not in real life. I'm sorry. The, the actress that played his mom in real mm-hmm. life, she's like 90 something years old and did not look That's, at, I mean, she's so funny, but yeah, she, she looks was, like she's in her late seventies. Well, yeah, maybe the eighties, but anyway, she's hilarious. And, and she and her friend kept finding these shirts that like, Salvation Army or something like that and, and didn't understand what they meant. And those were just funny moments. They were a little inappropriate, but they were hilarious moments and not, not a kid, not, not the most kid friendly. Oh no. Film. But I, I started laughing when in the first five minutes where he captured, where he caught those eggs, the kids were throwing at him, <laughs> uh, shook him up in his, his thermos. Yeah. His thermos is like its own character in the movie, by the oh, way, that was so cool. shook him up, chucked him down like Rocky Balboa, he says, and then immediately projectile vomits all over the street. <laughs> That's when you bad. know what kind of movie you're in for. Oh, right geez. There. Yeah, it was bad. The, yeah, that thermos was amazing. Holy cow. Anyway, good time. It was a little ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know anyone that's really hated the movie, but if you're not an Adam Sandler fan anyway, then yeah, you're not going to like it, but it was fun. Well, maybe not because again, it's not about Adam Sandler. It's about everyone around him. So, well, I but mean, I mean, that style of movie, you may not get into it. Yeah, you might not. I don't know. But speaking of really quickly, we're going to jump over to this was uh, STD episode two, season three, Star Trek Discovery. It's fun. You to know, say STD. That. It's so fun to say that. There's <laughs> nothing like watching STD. I. <laughs> they clearly had not thought of that before yeah. they named it. No, they didn't. And everybody calls it that now. It's so funny. I, episode two came out and episode three actually came out yesterday. We haven't watched it yet, but what do you think of two? Well, you can just briefly talk about two. Very briefly. I liked two. Not as much as one, but it was still great. And, and one one was just so, it it just t- caught me so by surprise. Yeah. And I just loved it so much, the, way, the direction they were going. Number two, it was fine. The thing that's blowing me away about that show that I haven't seen in that show yet, or any, or most sci-fi, except maybe The Expanse, is the scenery, the, the cinematography, if oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the, the sets that they go, the, the locations they go to. And then how they how they meld uh, CG with those locations, it's just fantastic. It's epic. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is, especially on a really big monitor. But yeah, it's that's that's where I think they're really shining is in their their filmography in general. 
this season so far. And taking a leap to something literally uncharted to literally unknown. Literally. Literally. I liked episode one a lot, as I mentioned last week. There were a couple things about episode one that I did not like, and then there was a lot that I really liked, and I liked episode two better because overall I liked the episode all the way through. Mm-hmm. But they're both good. I, I just, the the whole interaction they had in that, I don't even know what it was, a bar or something like that. I don't even, pfft, some building. <laughs> I don't even know where they were. But it was cool though. That was a great the building interaction. was awesome. Oh, it was. And that, I mean, that whole scene, which took place for probably half the episode was so yeah. good. And I was just like, oh, so sucked in right now. It was really great. So good job. I'm already loving season three far better than seasons one and two combined. Oh, good. And because I just, I mean, I mentioned that I wasn't a huge fan of one and two was good and bad to me and three so far is great. So I'm having fun, but see again, every star Trek took them a couple seasons to get their, their footing. So I have hopes. I have good hopes. Mandalorian premieres tonight. Uh, Well, it's out. So uh, season two episode one is out as of today, bros, bros. Uh, Are they just releasing one at a time? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, okay. they've got to. Otherwise, everyone would binge it and then cancel their Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> yeah. So unless they have kids, then I'll just keep it. Keep but it going, yeah. uh, like me, I would totally binge it and then cancel my subscription. Yeah, they, they're doing it right, in my opinion. So we'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. And we'll talk about season or episode three of STD next week, too. And booyah. Oh, show. Booyah. <laughs> Dude, it's sci-fi November tomorrow. Oh, no, wait, not tomorrow. Sunday. That's Sunday right. Sunday is sci-fi Almost. November. Oh, so cool. I get to finally we're gonna, watch we're gonna, season four of The Expanse. We're going to bathe in it. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you think of that. We are yeah. so going to bathe in it. Our games have to change to sci-fi. Everything. We are going to bathe, eat, sleep, everything. Sci-fi. It'll be musical. Really quickly, Miss Ice, you mm. did not watch any Halloween themed things, which is totally mm. fine. No sci-fi. Disappointed. <laughs> no judgy. No judgy. Um, no, judgy. Yeah, no, no judgment. You like Michael Bolton, but hey, what <laughs> movies did you watch? Talk about like these you. two really quick. <laughs> Okay, guys, I know that I'm maybe a little late to the whole show, but I watched Hamilton Mm -hmm. and Tolkien. So Tolkien, I think, is only a year old. Correct. And Hamilton just came out this year on like Disney Plus. Yeah. View for everyone to watch. Right. Hamilton as in the play. Yes. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised by Hamilton. Like I, I really had no idea. I mean, other than it being kind of a biopic about Alexander Hamilton. No idea about what it entailed, what the format of the play was like. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was a powerful, powerful biography of Alexander Hamilton told in just the most innovative and clever and talented way. The guy who wrote it also starred in it and wrote all the music for it, wrote all the dialogue. And he was inspired by Chernow. I can't never remember his name. The guy who wrote Alexander Hamilton's popular biography. Mm. Oh, Robert Chernow. Now I I can't remember his first name anyway. So it's, it's, it's kind of like he was inspired by that book and wrote the play based off of what he had read about him. And just like the amount of depth that he would have to know about Alexander Hamilton's life to even like surmise some of the things that happened in order to write it is just remarkable. Cool. So well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you, I recommend both. Good to hear. I'm glad you liked it. We got through about half of Hamilton and I had a hard time finishing it. That's weird. Okay. But you know what you're saying makes perfect sense. And that's kind of what I was expecting. But you understand too that like everybody that I've talked to said Hamilton was one of the best musicals I've ever seen. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went in with that expectation and I was like, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love the classics a lot. I love mm-hmm. old ones. Oh, so. it is definitely not like classics material. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's what I was comparing it to. So I think like yeah. I had to be like, no, I'm going to stop. And I might come back to it down the road and with a completely different approach and see if I like yeah. it then. No, that's a great idea. But what you said is, is you're right. The guy, the guy that created it was a, was a genius with it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad. And Tolkien mm-hmm. sounded like something I wanted to watch too. Cause, but I don't know all the backstory about him as much as, as you might, or other people might. So it's like, yeah. I hope I can and I think that's it. what this movie kind of serves to do. It's it's definitely like, I mean, it it it's very narrow sided in that it just tells one side of his childhood. Okay, but kind of uh, he grew up in poverty after his mom died suddenly, and mm-hmm. so he was kind of forced into this one way through life. And it wasn't until like somebody inspired him to kind of look beyond the route or that the path that he was in that he really started to excel at what he was doing. Like he was, he was a brilliant philologist, but never really given the opportunity to hone or, or refine that skill. And so he was just always kind of like shoved into the wrong things until finally the world opens up to him and allows him to be this creative genius that we know him to be. That's cool. Interesting. I have to see. see that. Yeah, and and during your monologue, Miss Ice, I actually added that DVD to my Netflix. Nice, uh, sweet. So, so yeah, I have a Netflix DVD ac- account. <laughs> yeah, and that's so because cute. guess what, guys? They're not streaming Tolkien right now. Nope. I get to watch it on DVD, and I can't wait because I need to see that. I'm nice. really surprised you yeah. haven't gone for the VHS subscription, but whatever. <laughs> DVD's fine. Reach <laughs> <laughs> his own. Yeah, fine. Whatever what you want. Yay! Okay, well. Yay! Thank you for joining us, Miss Ice. It's been good to it have you. It was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it always? It was really it fun. So much more that we could talk about, but we will not because it's time to go. But I want to say thank you for bringing up that little side tangent too, because I hope it was <laughs> encouraging for all of us to kind of have a different perspective on judging people and all that other crap. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's, let's respect others and let's help each other and let's not judge. I think that's the biggest thing. Let's just not judge. Let's let's try to love mm-hmm. and respect each other and, and listen and understand where people are coming from. Or We've been talking about that things from in the beginning. perspective. That's the most that it, it, to to tell people not to judge is difficult, but but to put things in perspective, I feel like that might be a little easier. Yeah, so, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, good job, Miss Ice. Yeah, good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week, of course. And in fact, oh, I think we have a pretty cool conversation coming up next week. We have a guest coming on. Yes, I'm excited. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I'm just going to leave it in a mystery. Ooh. Come come find out what happens. Yes. It's a special guest. Never been on the show before. Yeah. Booyah. It's going to be fun. But before we go any further, we have something incredibly scary for you right now. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. As I'm eating some leftover pizza, I can't help but realize that every bite is taking off a few minutes of my lifespan. Slow suicide tastes so good. I hope we were able to sufficiently scare you today because we like to do that. I hope you have a safe and scary day tomorrow, depending on what you're doing, whether you're trick-or-treating. Or avoiding trick-or-treaters. <laughs> yeah, or avoiding trick-or-treaters. Or sitting, and using COVID as an excuse. Yeah, there you go. Uh, or if you're <laughs> Raise your hand. S- sitting in your window with a wig on, rocking in a chair, <laughs> the lights outside. <laughs> All right, well, you know what the music means. It's time to get out of here, isn't it?
I've been waiting for the music. Where is it? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's not working. Music. All right. You know what the music means. Let's oh, there it, it is. Let's yes, get out of here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Technical difficulties here. I, We're having fun. <laughs> I was suddenly feeling trapped. <laughs> like, where is it? Oh, guys, it was fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic Friday and a smashing Saturday and a stupendous Sunday. And a... Okay, we'll see you next week. You know, get out of here. Happy Halloween. Happy Sci-Fi November. The Real Brian Show. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.